Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. We are at the point in the season where um, everyone's voting for all-star teams. We've got, I think it's two days left until the first round of all-star voting closes. So uh, me and Sam are going to pick our all-star teams, you know, debate it and um, talk about who we're leaving out. So where should we start? First base? Yeah, do you want to do them separately? Leagues separately? I don't know. That's I, I, I'm not sure. With this sort of thing, we probably should have decided beforehand. But um, I reckon let's do American and National first base and then like go through the positions like that. Okay. I think the National League first base is like the easiest, almost the easiest pick. Really? I mean, I, we've probably got the same one. But it's Paul Goldschmidt, isn't it? It's Paul I've Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt but I wouldn't. I think you could have Pete Alonso. You could have Pete Alonso. I think it would be basically wrong, but you could do that if you wanted to. He's got I mean, a one nine nine weighted runs created plus. Good. He's been like, yeah, I mean, he's having like a, a Mike Trout level offensive season at the moment. Um, Pete Alonso is like one five six, which is a really good year and would usually be enough to start, but that's like quite a big gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, four point I mean, one F war for Goldschmidt as well. Like I, I that was all pretty much the first one I wrote down. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I picked Goldschmidt as well. There's not really too much of an argument, but um, you know, Pilonzo, the only real competition there at all, and it's kind of he's still over like, um, well, he's like point one five behind in OPS. Yeah, that's a big gap in it. Which is yeah. a pretty big gap by the, in the grand scheme of things. Who have you got for the American League? Um, I, this, I feel like this one, there was a lot of options. Um, I've actually ended up going Vladimir Guerrero in the end. Interesting. <clears throat> um, Why? I think... I think it's almost a bit of... This is where it kind of... The way you pick, pick it, um, it's like what criteria you use. I think it's you look at the numbers to begin with, and then if there's a few that are close, you look at other reasons. And I don't know. I feel like he's 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 one of those guys already. It's great. It's just like if it's a toss up, he's he's a he he's a he's a perennial all star guy. I reckon. So I'm going with him over like Ty France. Because, you know, it's all star. Valerie Guerrero is more of a star than Ty France. Although Ty, I think Ty France is like a a very, very good player. But the things that make him good are not um, not what gets you picked to start first base in an all star game. No, I mean Vlad's going to win the vote, isn't he, by an absolute mile? Yeah, um, and With I, the, uh, the the Blue Jays boost as well. Yeah, I can't really oppose having Vlad Jr. because like, I want to watch him in the All-Star game and he won MVP there last year. Um, but also, I tried to stay away from like going for the star power thing when it was... Because Arias is 13 ahead of him in Wade Runs Creative Plus. And I also was sucked in by the fact that he's he's walking so much more than striking yeah. out, which is really funny. 32 walks to 20 strikeouts. 
He leads um, the American League in batting average and on base percentage. Yeah. You see, the, and he's the, played slightly is, more first than he has it anywhere else. I think this is the thing that so with Ty France and so Ty France to a lesser extent because I think Ty France has only played first in DH this year. But what what I'm saying, he's a really like you good player. I think any like contending team, he'd be like great player to have. Obviously, he's basically been consistently above 800 OPS for the last few years. And other than this year, he's also played like competent second and third. Um, yeah. As well as obviously he's like a decent first baseman. As I, what is sort of what I mean is like as yeah he does that he does not huge power like decent power, and average is like just like a really solid player. He also gets hit by pitches loads, which is quite fun. Well, that's cool. That deserve maybe that deserves him uh, to get in the All Star team. <laughs> that's what people want to see. That's what everyone wants. That's the show. That's the Midsummer Classic for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, I f- he was probably my next pick. Well, I did think about Arias, but yeah, I think similarly of Arias, is he's playing first now, which of the most, as you said, which is why he's on here. But he actually came up as like a, a second baseman, didn't he? And like, yeah, and he's he's only just played more first. He's actually like more just, of a versatile uh, guy. And I think he, I don't know, but. I've, when he was a prospect, at least, I think he was meant to be like a decent defender, like in the middle infield. He's also not a first baseman kind of hitter. He's a yeah. Right, yeah. I, I think know what you mean. The, that's the other thing, maybe. It's like, yeah, he's got four home runs starting first baseman in the All Star game. He also just grounded out. out. That obviously should change everything. He just grounded out. I've got, the, uh, I've got the Twins Guardians on. He just grounded out to uh, into the shift. So maybe that's it. Maybe I'll take him out of my team for that. Yeah. Um, that seems a reasonable response. It does. Absolutely reasonable. Yeah, I, I just, I partly had it that, I know what you mean. I, I agree with you that, like, that makes enough sense going for the star in the All Star game. And they are, they're close enough that that's not an outrageous thing. And yeah. um, he started slowly, didn't he, Vlad? Yeah. It's so basically he, one of these things where by the time the game takes place, he's been scorching in June. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. By the time it actually happens, he might be like well clear anyway. Yeah, his season numbers kind of look a bit like underwhelming compared to what we've had and like the hype and then what we had last year from him. But as you say, it's kind of he's he's got he's like had a slow start, so it's going to probably look more like what you'd expect soon. Um, I think the other one people. A lot of people voted for, or my vote for, was Anthony Rizzo. Obviously, he's just hit loads of bombs, but tier below those guys, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's, he was really hot. Uh, I might have called off a bit. I don't know. I think he was he was really hot for a bit, and he's also yeah, he's left-hander playing at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> left-hander yeah. Paul Hitter playing at Yankee Stadium is kind of that, that's kind there's, of why he's got so many home runs. There's a tax on that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a bit of a tax. Okay, well, at least we've disagreed because we've tended to do these sort of things previously and been a bit too close. So yeah, at least we've, we've it's, it's only got fifty percent agreement so far. Although, one thing I'd say about the Rizzo thing, which I don't know, I mean, I wasn't thinking about when I was picking my team, um, is when you have a really dominant team like the Yankees are. Quite often, you end up with them. They'll get a load of players. Like the Cubs 
the year with the one the series I remember had like six starters or something. Yeah, it's kind of stupid that though, isn't it? It is a bit. Yeah, it's, that's not I how baseball works. Yeah, because it's um, yeah, there's obviously more about depth actually being a good baseball team, which is kind of funny thing. The concept of stars in any way like doesn't actually help you win that much. Having like one or two stars is kind of a interesting thing. Um, I mean, I, I definitely am not. I'm not taking team record into account with this at all. And no, uh, I'm, I'm not. also not taking to, into account, and we're not doing the whole rosters, so it, this doesn't necessarily matter. I'm not doing the like every team gets one. If there's like a toss up, and it's like, I'll put that guy in because I, I think that's also quite a silly rule. So like, I, I'm not yeah. bothering with that remotely. I mean that that the, the bullpen basically deals with that stuff usually. Yeah, yeah. Although there's some cases where if a team literally has one good player, they end up getting in as a position player yeah. over someone else slightly more deserving. Yeah, this ridiculous thing. Um, I mean, that's... I might have one or two of my starters probably that are like they're in that would be yeah they they'll also be the one guy from that team probably. I might have some of that, but I, what I'm saying is I've not picked anyone. On yeah, that I've not I've not done that. I mean, because we're only doing the starting lineup, so should we, we go don't to have enough players to do that? Um, but anyway, should we, should we go to second base? Yeah, let's go on with the actual the actual podcast. <laughs> I thought these were quite straightforward for me um yes i think yeah i think i i was as well do you want to go first um okay i guess i'll go national we went we did national league last time so i'll go national league uh, i i got went jazz chisholm yeah i don't think that's really much of a debate there i mean it's kind of yeah it's got the best overall numbers Biggest power. Also, if you're talking about the like excitement, star power, I feel like he's got that kind of. He's also stolen a load of bases. He's in double figures in both categories. Yeah. He's all, but then all got the production to go with that. The one guy I had even close was McNeil, um, but he's another yeah. one who's played multiple positions, which takes away from him a bit. And I don't. I want to have Chisholm anyway as like an all-star starter. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I thought that was pretty much a slam dunk. Really. I think an important thing to note here as well, maybe, is um, well, actually, in both leagues, the voting's the like fan voting's a bit weird at the moment. But second place is Ozzy Albies. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And he's also voting. hurt now. He can't even play in the All Star games. They're well, going to vote him in. Six nine four OPS. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of the second baseman which i guess is kind of probably quite usual not um not been that productive so. or and there's guys that utility guys that play a bit of second and a bit of everywhere yeah. else so i think if you've got a pure second baseman who's like that i think that's easy yeah um, and i think yeah we're going to the american league we've got the archetype of that pretty much jose altuve yeah, Jose Altuve, as in it, like a pure second baseman, just plays second base and is also like, well, it's back to being good again. He's it's absolutely kind of, awesome. Yeah, seemed a bit like he was, you know, maybe tailing off now, but it's, I think it's similar to Goldschmidt. He's just turned 32 as well, though. Like, he's really not that old. Yeah. His ta- he's another one as well, which we spoke about many times before. His supposed tail off season was actually the shortened season which he's already played nine more games this year than he did in 2020. He had an 839 OPS last season. 
eight yeah. nine five this season. Basically, that's the one year since 2013 that he's been under um, like 800 OPS. Actually, um, this is just like he's that good all the time. Yeah, I guess though for me, I mean maybe it's a bit harsh, but yeah, I, I think for me as well, the eight three nine last year, after that week 2020, seemed like okay, yeah, maybe he's he's going to still be good, but he's not. Maybe not that like elite level anymore. Maybe he'll end up close to that this year. Um, in the end, but at the moment he's flying with nine hundred OPS, which is like a different tier. We are doing that as shortstop. Is if there wasn't and some other guys we will come on to who are making it, so he's not in that. Um, that's like MVP level stuff, isn't it? Yeah, nine hundred OPS shortstop and fifteen bombs. Yeah, um, although he is playing second base. Yes. Um, yeah, and the only other guy that came anywhere near is Andres Jimenez, um, which, I mean, I didn't realise until I looked at this the, how good a year he was having, actually, which is, I think that's quite he, nice. It's a, um, funnily, he's now at the plate and has just grounded out as you said that. Oh, no, no, they bobbled it. He's got to first. And I was watching that go a minute ago, and the defence on both sides is terrible. Yeah, they just they just someone went to cover first and just didn't seem to close his like glove pop to catch the ball. And stuff. Really terrible. Uh, yeah, I, I covered him and as a little bit. Um, I've got him in my like honourable mentions. Um, also, I even like he's played obviously moved around a little bit as well. And like yeah, half I mean, had him as a consideration for shortstop, but like not yeah, really. Yeah, because he's a yeah he said normally. Well, I think he was originally a shortstop, wasn't he? Yeah. But um, I, just as a spoiler, I didn't have him at shortstop either. If that okay. helps. But that that's quite. I mean, that's quite nice that he's actually being productive now because that is um, that's basically a big part of their return in the um, Lindor trade. So they yeah. kind of need, need something from that. Um, okay. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Third base. Right, I think Manny Mercado, his ankle thing is not as bad as they said. He might even be back in the lineup tonight, I just saw. Yeah. It, Which is I, weird because people were saying he was going to be out for ages. Uh, third in weighted runs created plus in the National League, I think that was. And I, yeah, I didn't really have to think yeah. about that one very much, yeah, to be honest. Same. Manny Mercado, yeah, he's like, he's an MVP contender at the moment. Really, like, Goldschmidt's the one in between Mercado and winning MVP, as it stands. Yeah. Basically, if um, Goldschmidt calls off, which we also know with Goldschmidt, he does have periods, usually the start of the year, isn't it? That's the thing with this season for him, is he usually has the slow start to the year. Yeah, if he then has the hot second half as well, he could be like an all-time great season. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's not good. we don't need to get bogged down in that, do we? That was like one of the most straightforward picks, I think, of the yeah. web we've got. Um, uh, third base in the American League is... One, one of the closest, maybe the closest, I think. Yeah. Um, I think I picked on when I voted earlier, but I think I might have changed my mind. Right. Do you want to explain any of that? Um, I, um, Which did you start with? I start, I, I, well, I voted for Devers earlier. Um, but on further thought, I think probably Jose Ramirez. I went Jose Ramirez 
on the basis that he's like a shade better for the season, even though he's been in a bit of a slump lately. Like, you know, the uh, last 50 player appearances thing on baseball's font just like dropped into the blue, like just been blue recently. And he's still just ahead. Um, He's also slightly better defensively. Neither of them are great, but like he's more around average and he steals bases. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's kind of wise things. When you look at the pure numbers, it's like, okay, they're really close. As hitters. Yeah, the hitting numbers. Um, but yeah, Ramirez runs. Um, I also like the thing with him that a little bit like where you just get these like freaky stats, like with some of the Ryers, that he just yeah. like never strikes out. Yeah. He it is... doesn't really matter, but like as a as a sort of a taste thing, is like if you can have two guys who are that similar and one of them just never ever strikes out. Yeah. Also maybe with the running thing. Got that little bit maybe more slightly more exciting. Yeah. Player. Hundredth um, percentile in K rate, eighty fourth percentile in walk rate, ninety ninth percentile in whiff rate. That's just all kind of yeah, stuff. he is one of these guys that is like probably elite, really, isn't he? 16 homers this year, 613 slugging, and a 7.5% strikeout rate. That is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. There's a ridiculous combination that you don't get, really. And No, no, like there's there's very, very few guys like that. I mean, in modern history, basically. I mean, he always does that, doesn't he? Well, yeah, like look back at well, the, the, the strikeout rate is actually his career best. That's what's nuts. Is he's always been a really low strikeout guy, like top five percent of the league most of the time, top seven, eight percent, whatever. Seven point five percent is like historically low for a hitter like this. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the one thing Indians keeping hold of him actually, because they're actually um, the Guardians. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the Guardians. God, accent is racial slur there. Um, uh, yeah keeping hold of him has probably been quite big I think particularly with how the playoffs have changed they've actually got a chance yeah Um, yeah there's also because the White Sox are busy not being good yeah and and sort of the Tigers were kind of meant to be good and they're nowhere near Um, yeah they're not even really playing baseball at the moment I don't know what they're playing but it's something else yeah um but yeah, that, I mean, that's been a big part of that. And that actually, at the time, it kind of thought, are they not tearing it down? Like, shouldn't they be trading him? But I mean, I, I guess they've kind of managed to do this kind of retool thing they do. And they've like still got him as a centrepiece, which I think is quite a big deal. It's just about yeah. enough, isn't it? Um, and yeah. then also, I don't know quite, I've not dived into the pitching stuff much. Um, I will. I have picked starting pitchers, though. I don't know if you've done that. Um but with them, um, if you are going to consider the, you're going to have a, a Cleveland Guardian, then, I mean, he's obviously, he's going to be there somehow, isn't he? Yeah. I haven't picked starting pitches, actually, but I guess we could do that at the end. So do you want to go to Sean get... now? Yes. Let's, let's, let's get on with this. The... Um... Who have you got in the National League? I think this is potentially contentious. National League? What, your your choice is contentious or...? I think the, the topic in general. Yeah. 
Um, so I've actually, I actually went for Dansby Swanson. I've also got Dansby Swanson. Oh, okay, not that contentious then. Um, but yeah, he's actually he's actually hitting really well. Um, I think is he um, is it his uh, free agency here. Yes, it is. He's Trey Turner would be, I think, maybe a more popular pick here, but he's slightly ahead of him by B War and OPS plus. And a little factor for Swanson that I kind of considered when I looked into it, he's like on fire in June, like over yeah. one OPS. And I just thought, well, like the game is in three weeks. If he keeps that up for a little bit, you want to have the guy that's like scorching hot going yeah. to the All-Star game. That seems interesting. Kind of... Thing about him though, which I think might be it might not last all year. Um, he's absolutely ridiculous numbers against fastballs. Yeah, yeah, I've um, seen this. And but off-speed and breaking pitches, not so much. Like of his thirteen home runs, all they're all are fastballs. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe people should stop with that at some point. Yeah, so it, it might just be he gets stops going any fastballs and then slides. But at the moment, his numbers are there and they're good enough. But it's an interesting uh, thing. I was going to ask you about that, like how much you look at kind of the underlying numbers with this because most of the time with baseball stuff I'm looking at quality of contact things and things that could be predictive yeah. then when it comes to an all-star game it's like I mean it, it the game's happening in three weeks there's yeah. a little bit of like if there's a trend that maybe like you want the guy who's getting hotter but um I kind of have to not look at that stuff too much because I know that it will like change my view on someone if like they've been riding loads of like batted ball luck or something. It's like, well, that's not the point. Is you were picking the players who've been the best. Like what they've actually done matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't look too much at that usually, to be honest. I mean, t- that fact I actually only know because of another podcast that I listened to earlier. I I, part, I occasionally have looked at it when I'm really close on two people. So if it's like these guys are basically identical in their results which one of them has like actually been better like underneath all of that yeah um i think the other thing with shortstop maybe particularly as well is you could uh the fielding like defense could come into it it's like you you use some shortstops that really are completely like glove first you know they're just an average hitter but they're like so good defensively maybe that can be a factor but um yeah i don't really know like both those guys, Dansby and Trey Dansby's eighty-six percentile and outs above average. Like they're, they're both like good. decent, aren't they? They're like decent shortstops. So maybe didn't come into it so much. Although, um, actually, no, the numbers really hate Trey Turner this year. He's fourth and outs above average. That part that he's at short rather than second, where he was for a lot of his time at the Nationals, I guess. But um, yeah, that that's another yeah. tiebreaker. If you want to do it? I mean, I hadn't looked at that until just now, but yeah, there's another way to argue for. For Swanson, I guess. Yeah. What about the American League? Um, so again, this is one that the fan voting so far is really, really skewed. Um, so for some reason, Bo Bichette has got a massive lead with his 725 APS. Um and also that there's, I feel there's quite this one's quite open, really. Although it's like it's not Bobuchet for me at all, um, because there's a lot of other guys that are just hitting better. Um, but I've actually come for Carlos Correa. That's interesting. He just hit a huge home run to put the Twins up this game. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I've not got Carlos Correa. Why have you got Carlos Correa? So I think, oh, yeah, okay, maybe this is the, the thing. I think he's been getting really hot. He's starting to get really hot. Um, maybe. Uh, but also, I think, like, when you look at, so, like, his home run numbers aren't great, for example. Like, they're not the best, but they're good. But he's actually missed, he's missed a bit of time. Good one, okay. He's, he's missed time, which a lot of times, okay, someone's not played enough. But I don't mean he's missed enough time. Like, he's played enough. Um, but then if you were to, like, adjust that home run number for, like, play appearances, he, I think he would also be, like, leading all the shortstops and home runs. No, maybe, maybe Bob and Corey Seager. Um, uh, so there's that. It's just... I know what yeah. you mean. He's in the, He's got 210 play appearances at the moment, which is um, my cutoff for some stuff I was searching was instead of doing qualified, I started looking at 200 play appearances. Felt like less than that. I don't really think yeah. I can pick you. But part of it is with qualified hitters at this stage of the season. It's like if you've just had two weeks where you're out, you end up yeah. you can drop off the qualified list and stuff. Yeah, like and, and then by the by the All Star game, you probably will be qualified. Basically, you can get qualified again really easily. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had Correa as like a, a runner-up basically to Xander Bogarts. Um, Bogarts has played quite a bit more. Which I sort of felt like mattered enough. He's played. He's 264. Another one that has got a lot of votes is Tim Anderson, who's played a lot. I think he's got 80 fewer plate appearances than Bogarts, but with like similar production. And that's when it just gets to like, well, if you've played more baseball and you're playing at a similar level, um, that it's like hard to pick the guy who's played less. 330 batting average, 400 on base for Bogarts. Um, and a little bit of like the the Red Sox have managed to go on a bit of a run here lately. And again, like we knew it was going to be, is they basically have like three guys. Yeah. They've got Bogarts, Devers and JD and like they don't have anything else. And it's a good job Bogarts has been that good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't really, can't really argue with the career pick particularly. Yeah. I think the Tim Anderson one's funny, isn't he? He isn't. He's exciting, I guess. Maybe like all the, you know, all the swagger and stuff. But he is—he's productive a lot of time. But it, again, like you said, it's kind of a taste thing. If maybe as a, um, the style of player he is. Yeah, eight walks on the season. Yeah. So the thing with him is he's actually got a nine-point higher batting average than Bogarts, but he's twenty-two points lower in on base. Yeah. Neither of them are hitting for a great deal of power. Um, yeah, and it's just like, I, I think, yeah, like I said, I'm not bothered about the team winning, especially, but if you want to go down that part, then the White Sox are rubbish and the Red Sox are not. If you want to do that bit, like, like I'm sure that would matter to some people when they're voting. I think Bogarts has, like, objectively had a better year than Anderson. I, it's fair with Correa as well, that, like, he is, he's at nearly, he's at way over 900 OPS this month. And that's another thing where it's like in two weeks, his whole season numbers can change because we're still dealing with small enough samples, aren't we? Where it's like, yeah. well, his numbers would have changed in this game. He's just hit a huge home run. So there you go. Yeah. Okay, then let's um, let's do the catches. Um, I thought these were pretty straightforward as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think these might have been some of the easiest. Contreras so, and Kirk. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I've got those two. Um, yeah, I mean, Contreras, really, like, he, maybe he's like he'll be the miles only... ahead. Yeah, he's just, his hitting numbers are just so much better. He's also always been like a good, um, a good receiver, hasn't he? Well, he's got a strong arm at least, hasn't he? And I, I think um, that bit feels like a little bit less relevant to me with the all-star start stuff. It's just like, um, but it, unless unless you were talking about guys that were really close. Yeah. If you're talking about guys that were really close in all their hitting metrics, then maybe it's like, which guy would you rather have your pitchers throwing to? Um, I just got to double check Contreras like framing things, but um, yeah, Will Smith has also got decent numbers and Tyler Stevenson and then Travis Darno as as well. The other thing you get into with the catcher stuff is there's only a handful of guys who are like starters. Loads of teams now just have two catchers that play almost the same amount, don't they? Yeah. And Contreras is like miles ahead of all the other guys that be starting a lot um, of the play. And Alejandro Kirk is just having a ridiculous offensive season. Yeah, that's really kind of helping, isn't it, Blue Jays? I mean, just another young guy just coming up. Yeah, Contreras is a bit below average in framing, but like elite in pop time and arm strength and stuff. And his hitting numbers are just insane for anyone, not for catchers. So I didn't, I really, I didn't have to think about that one for very long. Yeah. Um, and it makes his trade market really interesting, as a little yeah. side note. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, he's probably like one of the prime trade candidates, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, like the Giants could deal with someone like that at the moment. Well, a lot of teams could. He's basically like a top 10 hitter in the NL at the moment. Yeah. And he's also actually played the outfield, hasn't he, before. So, yeah. That versatility as well. But then it's a rental, so you get into this weird thing with the value. It'll be really, I mean, we can talk about that a lot in the next few weeks, but it'll be an interesting uh, decision for the teams going after him and for what the Cubs are willing to take. Yeah. Um, I think that he might be the centre of that. Because there's not a lot of other teams that are um, bad enough to trade, particularly with the expanded playoffs, and actually have good players. Yeah, a lot of the bad teams are so bad, there's like no value at all. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. And then, obviously, the Kirk for the American League it seems like a very easy choice. Yeah. You've got some guys with power, like they've got like home run numbers, but like Salvador Perez and Gary Sanchez, but they just don't get on base. And then like a lot of guys also underperforming, like Grandal, who would usually be in this conversation, has just been awful. And hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not too much competition at all. Um, well, then onto the outfield. Which is where it gets really complicated because you don't have to just make one pick. There's like a million options. I've also messed around with mine a little bit. What do you mean? I've just messed around a little bit. I just put that out there. <laughs> that okay. solid. All right, let's, let's do the National League Outfielders then. Okay. Um, you go first. Okay, let me find my thing. Okay. I've actually, I mean, I've I've actually gone for Jock Pedersen. 
I mean, he's third in the voting. I've also got Jock Pedersen. Yeah. Uh, I've not actually got any other Giants in, and it's kind of sad that, that there's not any other Giants that are kind of worthy at the moment. But um, I had your Stramski in my honourable mentions group. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the thing with this, actually, where because it's all outfielders mixed in, some outfielders really are basically DHs, and some of them are like, versatile can like field all three positions like well and Yastrzemski's definitely one of those guys isn't he he can field all field like he plays he basically a centre field in that at the moment um, and then and you've also, got Pedersen and like Schwarber who's another honourable mention who are yeah. fringe DH guys really yeah um, but yeah I mean just the sheer amount of power and I mean like be shown for um Pedersen, because he's, he's oh, 17 home runs and also with the way the Giants do stuff, that's not like playing every day. He also, um, the most important thing I think with him is that he was the centre and cause of the funniest thing that's happened this season. So I think that should be taken into account. <laughs> Maybe we should vote Tommy Pham in as well. I think I Tommy Pham being the whiniest man in the, in the league, that he should get into the All-Star team for that. Yeah. On a more on a more um, quantifiable note, Jock Pedersen of National League outfielders with two hundred play appearances has the best weighted runs created plus. Yeah, six po- no eight points ahead of Mookie Betts. Yeah, um, I mean on on that note, I've I've also voted for Mookie, Mookie Betts. This is where I started messing about. Well, okay. So partly to make it a bit more interesting for myself as much as anything. I've not put Bryce Harper or Mookie Betts in because I sort of Bryce Harper is having surgery and Betts has got a fractured rib that like he's almost okay. certainly not going to be back available for the game. Yeah. So I just figured see, like, I, they're, they're not even going to be there. That much. I just saw a Mookie Betts. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. But he, he should, he should obviously be in and he will get like the all-star on his baseball reference page, but it seems yeah. like there's no chance of him playing in the actual game. So I thought I'll name the team that, would actually start. Okay, who, who have you got instead then? Wait, who's your? So you've got Betts Pedersen. Who's your other one? Uh, Juan Soto, who actually his numbers are not great at the moment, um, but you know they're still good. And um, I mean, yeah, just just the funny stuff, isn't it? Again, like. He has, even though his numbers aren't great, he has got more walks and strikeouts, as you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I, I considered Soto. He, again, is in my own rule mentions, along with Schwarber, Yaz, Marte, and Mark Canna. All of the Mets guys are just being, like, good enough. And I actually do have another Met in my thing. I've got Brandon Nimmo and Ian Happ as my two guys. Ooh. So you've got two Cubs. Stop. Yes. Uh, Hap, it basically, he's still a guy that walks. Uh, he's striking out a lot less, because that was always a thing for him, wasn't it? He's basically striking out way too much. Uh, 12.9% walk rate. Um, 835 OPS. Basically just pretty good stuff all round. Um, and Nimmo is walking a bit less, but he's only bets has more F4 of all National League outfielders. Partly because he's like... I don't know. When, when can you start saying someone's elite defensively? 
86th percentile outs above average is like around elite, isn't it? Playing centre yes. field. Probably as good. Yeah, playing centre field is always as good, isn't it? His I OPS is 797, but like... While being a good hitter, is an elite combination, either if neither bit slightly quietly on his own. Yeah, he doesn't chase. Um, he doesn't swing and miss much. He's yeah. well above average in walking, striking out, whiff rate, chase rate, sprint think, speed, outs above average. Just like a really good fundamental player. Yeah. Just before we move on to the American League as well, I also would say that I think the way that he takes walks is worthy of an all-star game. What, running to first base? Yeah, like chucks his bat on the floor and literally sprints. I think that should... um. That should be part of like a gimmicky game. They should have who can do the most elaborate sprint well, to first base. Well, I, yeah, I swear he even does bat flips sometimes, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He like really pimps his walks. You've got I, to I really love, love someone who adores walking that much. Yeah. Um, okay. Time for the American League. Who have you got? This, this was like a straight three for me. Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez. Isn't what Jordan Alvarez DH? Well, sort of. But he's played 30 games in the outfield this year, 34 at DH. And I basically okay. wanted to get the four best hitters in for the outfield at DH spots. So, okay, um, so I've got Mike Trout and Aaron Judge. But then I have got Byron Buxton. Yeah, yeah, that's that's reasonable. I mean, you know, he's got he's got nineteen home runs. He's got he's he's actually missed times. He's only got two hundred six at bats. That's part of what worked against it for me. Is he's only, he's not play. playing enough again. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's why he's maybe borderline playing enough, but almost to the point where it works in his favour. Well, he's got nineteen home runs in only two hundred thirty play appearances while playing centre field. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable numbers he pos- he's putting up. I can't complain about that one. I just I was going to have Alvarez there or DH. I basically got to Buxton or JD. Yeah, I went for JD. Or JD. Yeah, I get he was probably the other choice. I mean, it's the other one as um. So as we're moving on to DH, it's like a tiny second in voting. But his numbers are not quite good enough to be in as a DH, really, like his at the moment. I mean, he's there's also he's part of the reason I didn't pick him was like he's, he's obviously there. Yeah, he's going to be. Yeah, he's one of those where he can't not go to the All Star game. Um, and you can pick him as whatever you want. Like, yeah, there's there might as well have an Atani category for it. So I think that was like, I, yeah, I, I didn't really feel the need to even consider him that much. Um, I would say Martinez has had. Uh, 50 more plate appearances than Buxton. That was sort of a thing as well. I had to double check the numbers there. Um, obviously, like less raw power, bizarrely, but a 9-10 OPS still. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Alvarez, of course, has just had an absolute dick this year. And he feels like one of those guys. Uh, I mean, when he came through, he was like absolute dick, wasn't it? And then what he was. Like the eight seven seven OPS last year is like decent, but for a DH, it's not incredible. Um, but no, he, I feel like he seems like he's he, this guy is now that this might just be like 
he, he's that guy. Yeah, he's still only 25 years old as that, well. That's kind of what I was thinking. I, I, like after the 877 year, I kind of view that as a down year. It's like most of his, like the next few years, he's going to be better than that. And it is turning out that way at the moment. Um, so yeah, he's just going to be one of these elite guys for like the next five or six years. He's played almost two full seasons of baseball and he's got a 970 OPS. Yeah, it's, that's good stuff really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so then I, um, I quickly then, so we've not got too long left. Uh, National League DH, I mean, I, I've got Bryce Harper in, but you said it, but he's, um, you didn't go for him. Is he actually, What he got hit, didn't he? So is he, what is actually the prognosis on that? Um, I saw something about surgery earlier. It was only when I was like scrolling through Twitter. Oh, yeah. um, but it's like, that's a, an out for a while job. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing wise, with the shoulder thing as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Which is why he's been a DH. Numbers wise, he's like way ahead of everyone else. Um, but yeah, I'll be interested. Like, who, who have you gone for instead then? Yeah, he will require surgery to stabilize break. There is optimism he will play again this season after recovery of six weeks, give or take. Okay, that that's good for the Phillies then at least. Although I don't know they depends. I've got um, this was a difficult one because so many um, NL teams don't really have a proper DH. No, they either platoon it or they use it for rest. Um, so I've got Garrett Cooper partly because he's actually a DH, which is one of the difficult things. I suppose you could just put the next best hitter in there if you wanted to. Maybe this is where you do just put Schwarber or or McNeil in there or something. Um, which I, I don't wouldn't really mind if that's what ends up happening. Yeah, because it's I mean, not Schwarber should be a DH basically. So and it's not used as a normal position in the National League yet, and it might not be no. at all. Um, Cooper's also he's a high average, only five home run guy. <laughs> At DH, but he's got like really good numbers overall, so it's not exactly your, your stereotypical uh bombs and strikeouts DH guy. But he's having a nice, it does mean I've also ended up with well, I would have Sandy Alcantara as my starter, I'd have three Marlins starters in the all star game, which feels a little bit weird. Well, see, so have, you, have you picked like a like a rotation pretty much? No, I've just got one starting pitcher, okay. The thing with with Alcantara is 1.95 ERA, and he's pitched almost 10 more innings than any other starter. He's going yeah, like really he's, deep into games. He's, he's a bit done. Of... He's been really, really good, hasn't he? Um, I kind of, I mean, I've not actually prepared this at all, but I, when I think about that as well, I, I can't. I'd agree with Alcantara in National League, American League. I might go Garrett Cole. I've got Gausman. He's got one F war more than any other American League starter and a 170 FIP. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, fair enough then. 97 strikeouts and 86 innings. Oh, where is it? He's given up two home runs so far. Giants this season. Could do with him. Yeah, they're very good actually. Um, and a career best in walks per nine as well. Um, but the, the start, I think, of, like, doesn't really matter. Because that also yeah. is like, that can just not happen if their yeah. rotation spot falls on the yeah. wrong day. That, that is never like the best starter, is it? It's always like this, whoever's free. Well, and he, actually, and he wants to do it, isn't it, as well, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay then. So we've, well, we've made it. 
Um, we've done the tea. So yeah, everyone go and vote if it's before the deadline um, on the LB website. Um, and also, you know, tell us where we, we've done it wrong. <laughs> yeah, probably. In a nice way, though. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Preferably a nice way. Um, so, you know, tweet us or something. Or comment on our Facebook page. Or, or comment on the podcast, actually. You can do that, can't you, in most places? Yeah, I think that's a thing. Do that. Um, so, yeah. Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.